following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help, and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker Gene Hunt. Jim, we have a new uh, part of our ministry. It is really just, uh, it has, uh, it seems like it's grown kind of by itself, just organically, as they say. So it is uh, it reaching into prisons, which you've done a lot of work with anyway. But uh, what about this new uh, angle that we're exploring now? Well, you know, I'm, I've known that there, at times, when, when I'm going to speak at a prison, um, I, I know that at times they have our some of our materials, um, but uh, just very recently, um, there there's just a different uh, focus by virtue of uh, I learned that one of the most notorious, if not the most notorious, prison by reputation is Rikers Island in New York, and. Um, there, uh, the reason I'm thinking about this is because on Sunday, um, I was coming, going into my church and I was, I had a number of things cause I, I was asked to, um, teach a, a Bible lesson, um, on, um, uh, f- for a singles department and did so, uh, and, but somebody she said, can I help you? Because she saw me with guitar, and I, I just had a lot of things. And I looked at this woman, and I didn't know her at all, but uh, she was being, being very, very, very helpful. And so finally I, I let her carry, I don't know if I, it was the guitar or what, but um, I just had a number of things to take to the class. And and she said, um, I um, I really want to help again Uh for the prison ministry, and I, I looked at her, and I, I said, "Oh," and I, I was not uh, tracking what she was really saying. Well, <clears throat> very candidly, I finally realized that, that I knew there was someone who had given a major gift for us to produce materials that we that that is our material for Rikers Island, and it. It was phenomenal what she enabled us to produce to then, uh, they only had four Bibles, that's it, in their library at Rikers Island. And we're talking about death row uh, uh, inmates. And and, um, so what I can tell you is I, I know because of the chaplain that's there, he, he said it was like Christmas. All these different topics that were ordered, um, like you know, thousands of our keys, uh, uh, either twenty topics or forty topics. But they're they have ten thousand. I think that it's, I may be wrong on that, but I know it's at least that in in this prison. And and they, they did and so the the chaplain uh, literally was giving he knew many of the inmates as to what would be needed, and uh, he was handing the topics that were pertinent to them. They held to their chest, 
they, smiles all around, um, tears by, on, from some of them. You know, when you've kind of, when you know you're not getting out, and, um, you know, what do you do if you are in a, incarcerated and the prospects of, uh, you know, for, for hope and anything, you know, are, are so slim. Of course, number one is to be introduced into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Every one of our topics has the plan of salvation helps people to pray, and, the, and what do you pray to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior? But um, one of our wonderful uh, leaders at, at Hope for the Heart, her husband was incarcerated, I think it was for eight years, and she was regularly flying to, um, to uh, Massachusetts. And literally, uh, it was it was phenomenal. As a result, by the way, she has a tremendous heart for inmates because then her husband truly had a changed heart, life, and then he began to witness to the inmates there. Many I've I've met some of the people that he introduced to the Lord, um, meaning that he presented the plan of salvation and how many of them were saved. And so what I can tell you is the ministry uh, of our materials. Now, I've been at a number of prisons and it's a great privilege always to speak. But, you know, we, we cannot be everywhere and I am honored to speak. But our, our keys on anger, fear, depression, on violence, on bullying, uh, all these topics, um, um, you know, it's a privilege to know that many places we are able to to get our keys in there. They're, They're wanted, and there are those who might want to, even just because of our broadcast as I'm sharing this, some of you who can, if you're touched from by the Lord, meaning led by the Lord, to, to give to our ministry to enable us to, to do more, then I thank you, thank you, thank you. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor and to proclaim freedom for prisoners. The Lord came to set captives free, and He calls us to do the same. Hope for the Heart has an exciting opportunity to help bring the light of God's Word into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. The prison chaplain told us the whole atmosphere changed with the inmates because light was finally coming into the darkness. The supply of resources was a direct answer to years of prayer, and many inmates have given their lives to the Lord. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart. We'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll be happy to help you to um, access God's hope, really, through our resources. I'd like to help you with that, whatever you might be facing. Uh, we have uh, keys for living that we'll recommend tonight, as June was mentioning, some of those that are sent to the prisons and uh, really uh, affect so many people uh, of... Um, of really every situation that we have uh, resources for you. These two that we're mentioning tonight are on depression, walking from darkness into the dawn, also anger, facing the fire within. Those and many other resources are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. If you'd like to speak with June about something that's going on in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, give us a call at 800-917. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, just leave a message for us. We'll get back to you and have a conversation with you about what questions you have and what your situation is like. Maybe we can help you, and we'll talk to you about uh, being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800 800- Night 17, 800-644-4817. Well, let's get right to our caller for tonight. This evening, our guest on the program is Ruth. Hello, Ruth. Welcome to Hope. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. You're so welcome. How can we help you? Um, well, I'm struggling with a problem. I, uh, I've been a Christian for 40 years, and I've walked with the Lord for a long time, and um, but this has really kind of shaken me, and I really am struggling. Um, mm. I found I found out yesterday that my daughter, who is studying abroad in another country, was raped a couple of days ago. And, oh, I'm um, so sorry. Oh, thank you. And normally, when she's here. You know, I can run or I can drive to her or get to Mm -hmm. her, but um, it's very challenging and unique because she's far away, and this awful thing has happened to her, Um, and I'm just struggling on how I can be of the best help to her, Um, Mm. because I'm really just at a loss. 
I didn't go to work today. I stayed home, and I prayed all day. I'm exhausted, and um, mm-hmm. I just That's don't crushing. know what to do. Yeah. What did she tell you? Um, well, a friend of hers encouraged her to tell me, and um, she just told me that she wasn't feeling like herself, and she just needed to talk to me. And so I got on the phone with her, and she said that something had happened, and she went into detail, pretty much, of how it happened. And um, she just broke down, and it's just awful. She she just froze, and um, I. Are you saying? Are you saying that she froze? With the the perpetrator, right. is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. She well, did. okay. That is not unusual, because if you're, it's one thing if you feel you can get away. It's another thing if it is uh, if you feel overpowered. If she felt overpowered, um, many times um, they don't know how. To, or they they can uh, literally uh, allow the sexual assault to take place. Not that it is wanted at all. It's not. It's not her fault. Anyone who does something like this, and this is important, um, there are those who will try to make the victim feel guilty. Um. Well, she doesn't know this person. He's like an acquaintance, and mm-hmm. I'm fearful for her because she's so many miles away. Her father got on the plane today, and he left, and he's with her for a couple of days um, because she kept saying she wanted to come home. I want to come home. I want to come home. I'm homesick. I want to be home. But if she comes home, that alters her academic um routine or her it would hurt her academically and so she doesn't want to do that because she's worked so hard for that and um, she's having so much trouble focusing and doing work yeah why does she think it would hurt her academic standing has somebody said that to her I guess so because she has to come home and abandon the program and take another semester at home. Well, uh, what is imperative is, first of all, um, has she been to a doctor? Has she been checked out for anything that, like, for example, to go to a hospital and and just say, I am a victim of sexual assault. I, someone I don't know, I, I didn't know, well, or whatever the class, however you would say it, or she would, she should say it. But um, there are extraordinary situations, extreme situations, and I would call this an extreme situ- situation, as opposed to if she just said, well, you know. I'm not going to 
keep in the program, um, um, I've changed my mind, or, you know, that there are reasons why people can discontinue, um, but uh, this is more of an emergency. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it does, and that's why my husband left to go there. She doesn't want to talk to him about it. I think it makes her feel awkward because he's her father. But they're just spending time together, and he's just loving on her and being with her and taking her to dinner. And, and But she just, she'll only talk to me about it and one friend. And um, it, where she is, there's socialized medicine, so you can't, you have to call and wait. And they called her back today and said she can't come in for three more weeks because she didn't come in right away. And she did what I guess most girls do. She just didn't say anything for days, waited too long, and mm -hmm. now she can't go in. It could be very difficult. Well, it could be difficult for her to concentrate and study is the problem, too. It's it's one thing to... Yeah. Am, am I understanding that she's in a study program overseas? Yes. That, okay. Yes. Well... Um, this is so uh, unnerving for anyone who is uh, a victim because obviously it's against the law. Um, it's also just a, it's against God's law as well as the civil law. And um, it may be that if, if you look at what is in her best interest, it really may be that she needs to come home since you're the one that she will talk to. Uh, you're saying, I understand that there's a friend in you. Is the friend with her? No, the friend is here where I live. Okay. The friend and I are in the same city, her home. And it's worth noting, four weeks before the rape, she was robbed in a big group of people. So she's endured quite a bit of trauma being overseas. She's been robbed, and she called me with that, and then she was raped. And I just feel so unsettled about her being there. And it was her roommate who encouraged her to go out with these people where she was mm -hmm. raped. And mm -hmm. she's still with that roommate. And I just don't feel comfortable. She asked the roommate not to leave her. She said, I don't feel comfortable. Don't leave me. And the roommate got up, went into the other room. Another man followed her. And while they were in literally another room, that boy raped my daughter right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, if we look at it uh, logically, Right now, she's been traumatized, and mm -hmm. it's very difficult to feel the freedom to study, which takes concentration. Um, it, it, I'm trying to consider what is in her best interest, um, especially if she is has difficulty 
talking except for with you and her best friend who are both in the States. Um, and, and also I'll just say it matters who would be a person or, or I'm, I guess I need to ask this. So has, has she communicated the specifics to someone at, at, at a hospital? No. Okay. She doesn't. No. Okay. She hasn't. Is she afraid to do that, thinking that could upset her standing in the in the study program? She doesn't. She doesn't want the study program to know. She doesn't want anyone to know. I I can't tell the rest of my family. I can't tell anyone. I. You're, I'm telling you and my husband, and that's it, and then her one okay. friend. She's very private about it. She doesn't want the school to know. She doesn't want anyone in her business. She doesn't. She doesn't want to why, why do you think that she has, uh, by the way, it, 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 it is a very intimate assault, uh, and especially um, most people have not thought, what would I do if this takes... I mean, that's not where most people have even been prepared mentally. Now, is there any way that she... that you think that she would have some feeling of guilt? Even though it's not true. It, it is always the perpetrator's fault. It's not hers. But do you think that there is a sense of um, of of guilt that's personal, or do you know? I don't know. Okay. Well, they can feel condemned. They can feel that people would condemn them. They, they meaning victims. Um, and th because there are some classic uh, things that some people think. And uh, those are false. But uh, we, we'll talk about this. And um, I'm just going to ask uh, the listeners, would you just pray? We have an exciting opportunity to share with you to help bring light into one of the darkest areas of the country, into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. Rikers Island is home to 10,000 inmates and is known as one of the harshest prisons in the country. The prison chaplain told us that he was holding back tears because the inmates were so hungry and grateful to receive books filled with hope and truth. It was a direct answer to years of prayer, and the transformation was so great that they got a baptistry so that the inmates could be baptized. 
It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as grief and loss, abuse and trauma, depression and suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you're listening to Hope in the Night with Gene Hunt. We'll get back to our caller in just a moment. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. That's Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you to get the right resources into your hands. Maybe they can point you to a free resource on our website at hopefortheheart.org, or maybe there's a resource that you need to order, and they can get that into your hands pretty quickly and get that in the mail. So the number again, 800-488-HOPE. We're recommending tonight our Keys for Living on Sexual Assault and Rape Recovery called Rescued, Redeemed, Restored. That's available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. You may also email them at customersupport at hopefortheheart.org and ask any questions you have regarding topics and resources, just what might be most helpful to you. And you can order the resources either by email there at customer support at hopefortheheart.org or the phone number, again, 800-488-HOPE. Now back to our conversation with Ruth. Well, my friend, um, my heart is with you. I hurt for you because I hear you are conscientious. You want to do what's right. Um, you And you, it's like she only trusts you and this friend, who is basically where you are, not where she is internationally. Now, what we're talking about is what is called stranger rape. Um, a lot of people hear the word rape, but, you know, there are different categories. And while they're, uh, most people think of date rape, but this is somebody she did not know, correct? Correct. She just okay. met them. Yeah. yeah. So it would be called stranger rape because uh and and um what is important i mean let, let's talk about it from a, just a physical standpoint um it is imperative that she know what is a status for her um i mean i think you understand that not by her desire 
at all, but that, that to to be tested for pregnancy. Do you understand? Yes, and she says that she's going to. I know she's on birth control, but she says that she's going to go to the hospital in three weeks overseas and um, be tested for all the things. They won't see them until it's been three weeks. You either come in the early window or you come after three weeks. And I just break for her that she would have to do that invasive. Uh, all right. Well, another thought. alone. Yes. Have you considered the American Embassy? There are there are times when they could have arrangements with whatever country they're in, meaning mm-hmm. with the local, and whether it's law enforcement or uh, medical. I mean, in fact, many times they are contacted about medical issues for U.S. citizens. Now that may mean that. Um, your husband could help her in that way, uh, just be by support. And mm-hmm. it would be, you know, there there can be at times some bodily Im- uh, injury. Um, and I'm thinking about what is in her best interest. Um, yes. Very, very candidly, Yes, it sounds like she's a student. Is that correct? Okay, and so, but you know, she, and sounds like she's young. In other words, she's got plenty of time, plenty of time that she could do another program. Not that it, not that she is being irresponsible and giving up, but again, this is a medical emergency, is it not? I believe it to be, and I've mentioned her coming home, and she seems to be fairly adamant, I can't do that, that I would feel so bad about myself if I did that. She places a lot. She's she's very smart. She has like a 4.0. She's on a dean's list. She puts a lot of her self Mm -hmm. into her academics, and so... She, I'm afraid she thinks she'll be a failure if she abandons the trip to come home to take care of her health. And I was trying to explain to her the big picture of life and in taking care of her health. And she could get really good medical care if she'd come home. And um, yes, and and but it's even... hard to talk to her. <laughs> well, there's medical. That's one part. And those there's physical, there's emotional, there's mental. I mean, there we are a complex combination. Um, the physical is just one one part, and um, if and by the way, this is not unheard of in the demographic that she's in, meaning. Students, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so it's not like 
uh, it's not like whoever heads up the program uh, would be calloused. Um, in other words, there is a percentage of students that are raped. And one of the things that's also important, uh, which I'm, I'm just going to say, because it's vital that she not blame herself. I mean, there, there are th reasons why she could. It's like, well, is there anything that made her feel uneasy, or did she say anything to this to her roommate there? Uh, and and then it's like she could be blaming herself. Well, why didn't I act on that, or why didn't I? And then, uh, or uh, there are things that are said that are absolutely not true, uh, such as. And I'm going to be very candid because you're. I can tell you're caring. You want to do everything to help your daughter. And yes, she has a will of her own. I gather she's over 18, right? So she, She's 21. Okay, so it's not like you can force her to do certain things. Um, but but um, I'm going to say these things that are sometimes said, and, and they're, it's wrong, it's false. Like, women secretly want to be raped. No, no one wants to be a victim of, viol of a violent criminal act. No one wants to be violated sexually and therefore emotionally by another person. Um, and it's, you know, even, even if there's, uh, let's say some woman over here is dressed provocatively, um, and I'm not talking about your daughter. I'm talking about some just them because there are those who will be raped, um, and sometimes it's an it could be somebody will say, "Well, you you dressed like you wanted to be raped," or there there are things, and and what you have to continue to do is no, um, no one causes a person to rape another person um, and the most probable victim is one who appears vulnerable meaning hoping that uh, the, where, where the, the one who is committing the assault is thinking um, I can get away with it um, mm -hmm. so regardless of even how a person dresses or acts, no one deserves to be raped. No one um, makes another person commit rape, and ultimately, it is solely on the response. Uh, it's solely the responsibility of the one who is committing the assault, not ever the the victim. And uh, I say that Absolutely. because that has to be. She she needs to hear this because there are, I mean, candidly, there probably have been some kind of, of a conversation along the way throughout her life, through her 
21 years of, of living where there was someone who it's like, well, you know, she just she just asks for it or there, there are, there's language used. And what I'm saying to you, regardless of how uh, others have have been um, acting or what they've done, for example, uh, drinking. Uh, let's if there was drinking, and then if she thinks, and I'm talking about alcoholic uh, beverages, or even there's a date rape uh, drug, meaning right. there, 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 there is um, even a very small amount of something called GHB, which is a narcotic sedative it slipped into a beverage that quickly impairs the victim to the extent that the ability to resist unwanted sex is basically like neutralized and therefore it can be very challenging because it's like they they don't know how to um, what to do when they don't know how to protect themselves once that that um, that uh, uh, it's called a date date rape drug most of the time, but I mean you just literally I mean she she needs I, I know you don't know everything because she sounds like she's being very protective. Is that correct of what she says? Probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. Probably. Well. All the more, um, I think it's a compliment to you that she was willing even to talk about it. And but but you know the there there when there's a scholastic program, as good as it could be, and whatever advantage there could be, I am confident that if the leaders, whoever heads it up. They understood the situation. If she wanted to, uh, if she left for a period of time and wanted to go back, it some something could be arranged at another time. And I'm I'm just trying to look at what is in her best interest. Is that making sense? Well, maybe I could maybe I could call the college myself. That is a possibility. At least you could initially even check out with the uh, American Embassy there and just say, what do you suggest? I would ask the American Embassy, what is the protocol when there has been a rape um, of a student? Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor and to proclaim freedom for prisoners. The Lord came to set captives free, and He calls us to do the same. Hope for the Heart has an exciting opportunity to help bring the light of God's Word into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. The prison chaplain told us the whole atmosphere changed with the inmates because light was finally coming into the darkness. 
The supply of resources was a direct answer to years of prayer, and many inmates have given their lives to the Lord. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We are a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry. We thank you for that. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living that will help you address your situation. Just give us a call. It's our customer support team at 800 488 Hope. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you access the resources you need. Our keys for living we're recommending tonight called Sexual Assault and Rape Recovery Rescued, Redeemed, Restored. And uh, the number again for customer support is 800 488 Hope, 800 488 4673. You can find more resources on our website at hopefortheheart.org slash store. The new updated keys for living, which are being, uh, that, that area is being added to monthly with new titles, updated titles from our biblical counseling keys. Also, Lifeline to Hope online training, as well as June's many biblical resources and music CDs are there as well at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Now back to our conversation with Ruth. Uh, Ruth, you are carrying a very heavy, heavy load. Uh, um, I'm, I'm just truly feeling for you because you could feel helpless, hurt your daughter being so far away. And um, I, I know that you're wanting to do what is only in your daughter's best interest. Now, there, I'm going to give you the name, and maybe you already know about this. There is what is called the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office. Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office. Okay. Um, they, are, they can be of assistance. And for you to look that up, um, what they do is like any report of rape or sexual, any kind of sexual assault, which is one and the same. Um, they provide immediate support uh, on the phone initially 
you know, at the time, whatever time, day or night, they try to give personal assistance uh, to see the victim, in this case, your daughter, um, and and they are empathetic, uh, patient, sensitive, uh, non-judgmental. See, the, it all depends on what she's afraid she could be told or that, um, and I'm concerned about her, um, if she she felt responsible for what took place and there, there are things that need to be, um, she needs to be relieved of any type of, of blame because, she, again, no one makes another person commit sexual assault. That's solely on... Go on. I'm sorry. No, I just please. wanted to make sure that she said something today. She said that she just wants to be alone. And she's in this roommate situation in this school where she never gets any alone time. She said, if I could just run a hotel for a week and just be alone. And so she's wanting to be alone to probably grieve and process and cry. She can't even cry because she's mm. never alone. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want, I mentioned a counselor. I was like, would you like for me to have a counselor call you and do a Zoom call? She's like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I feel like if she were here and I could mm-hmm. hold her hand yes, and she could have that support, she would maybe be willing to talk to someone or she would be willing to go to the hospital. Or, yes. you know, I just feel like she's over there alone and she can't have any privacy. She can't grieve. She can't cry. She can't think. These friends, all they want her to do is just go on these trips and go out, and she doesn't want to do that. And she doesn't want to let them down, and she doesn't want to let herself down with abandoning the program. But my gut, after especially talking to you, is Mm-mm. I feel like she needs to come home. But I that don't want her best. to resent me for well, pushing that if it doesn't work out. The, the issue is what is in, again, her best interest. If she can heal here, um, she can enter that program ag- again if that's what is... I mean, I, I understand study programs, and they have great merit, but we're talking about something that's drastic. Um, by the way, this this entity that I've mentioned, the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Officer, FCDO, um, they can help with the local police, legal proceedings, um, or, or any procedures, uh, and they have the they have uh, material on rape and sexual assault abroad. Um, And uh, I think initially for you to find out what they do, certainly, um, and and, in other words, if, if it makes, it makes sense. Now consider this, this guy, could perpetrate her again. 
I mean, he's I know, free. and I told her he could perpetrate another woman, too. That, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, this is one motivation a lot of victims have, is they actually wouldn't uh, report it for themselves because it is such a personal violation. But they will do it sometimes in order to potentially help somebody else. So in other words, I'm talking about another victim to 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 keep a a a, a, vict- a person being victimized uh, if they can catch the person. Um, I know that she was it wasn't friends with him, but do you know if he is a part of that program? No, he's from that country. Okay, okay. So he's in school with her, but he doesn't have classes with her. He has classes with her roommate. Um, oh wow. Okay. But he, yeah, but he's not. He's not part of the program from America. Okay. Well, it could be, and this is what you could be presenting to her, that God would use her to call, um, not call, that to, um, this man who's done this, for him to get away with it, is only damaging to him and potentially damaging to someone else. She could be the role of protecting a future victim, if you will. And she needs to see that you can't undo what was done, but she could be a part of actually um, helping a person... uh, well, he he needs to be prosecuted. Um, it, I, it does not. I agree. And and regardless of, it, it's all going to be uncomfortable right now. I mean, no matter what she does, this is not her norm, and it won't. It and it's good that it's not her norm, but in this case, uh, she, even. For her to be alone at this point is, it, it can be a traumatizing thing for her as she even, if she were by herself, let's say she were in a hotel, the, the thought of her going out unprotected without having dealt with this uh, can be far more difficult than she's ever even imagining right now. Mm-hmm. Does does that make sense? It does. So it does. So if I feel like and my husband, if we feel like it's best for her to come home, but she's the one. She's twenty one. Do I? Do we let her make that decision to stay or come home? Well, realize this is a criminal offense. This is a different scenario than uh, even a... a uh, well, uh, uh, let me ask a, a different kind of question. 
is she, you know, we hear the age 21. We hear uh, a person is an adult at age 18. Question I have for you is, is she living totally independent or is she dependent on you as a couple, you and your husband, for uh, anything? She is. Okay. So in that respect, I want you to hear carefully, in that respect, she is still living as a dependent, getting Correct. support and all. Um Think about it this way. Do you feel that she can think completely a healthy way? Or do you think it would be beneficial for you all, the two of you, to help her think through options, um, doing the things that she's not been through this before? And she can think... She's alone, and she's she's going to have to be there another six weeks if she stays at such a critical time. Her academic status of what she has accomplished already is substantial. This is an emergency. You don't want her to do anything self-destructive. Uh, there are times when people make uh, decisions that they wouldn't make if they were not under great stress. So I think for you and your husband to really talk about this um, and, and realize, I would try to find out what, what is her fear of why is she so imperative about not telling anybody, uh, not reporting? Um, because some, it may be that she has a mindset that's more false guilt if she were to act on doing what is normal. The normal thing is to report it. That is the norm. Mm-hmm. And if she's not doing that, there may be some mindset she has and and it could be very beneficial for her to get into a wise counselor who could help her process this. But especially, she loves you. She respects you. She has a relationship with you that is like no other. You are her mom. So, um, Heavenly Father, I pray for our friend who's called. Lord, give her your direct wisdom. Uh, may she may she know that she's being led by you. In Jesus' name we pray. We will send our keys for living on sexual assault and rape recovery. Rescued, redeemed, restored. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. We thank you. 
You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.